0: and welcome to a new episode of uh, Podden. It's the only podcast in Sweden about the printing industry and today as a guest we welcome Rick Mullenar, who is CMO at Hello Print. Uh, it's an online print e-commerce company based in the Netherlands and uh, you are currently in the process of launching in Sweden. Therefore it's a pleasure to welcome you to the podcast and, and be able to learn more about... I mean what you do in general at a low print and more specific uh, in the swedish market so hi
1: hi ola thank you so much for that uh, that introduction it's a pleasure to be here and uh, really looking forward to this Uh,
0: great so tell me more about yourself and your professional background we we can can we start there
1: yeah of course so so my name is rick Uh, i'm 30 years old right now studied in uh, in rotterdam in the netherlands i'm basically from that uh, from that area um, and 10 years back in 2013, when I just uh, graduated my bachelor in business administration, I started working at, uh, at HelloPrint when it was really in the, in the early days, I was team member six, so it's really, really in the beginning, uh, revenue was just starting up, we just launched the first website in, in the Netherlands, uh, but at that time, we already had a big vision about that we wanted to become a European player, and also the business model that we currently have in place where we don't have our own production, but we work with multiple hundreds of production facilities across Europe was already in place, Uh, only we still needed really to figure out like how does it work, how to make sure that we have happy producing partners, but also happy customers on the same time and how to scale that in different markets and different product categories. So that's basically been my my focus in those uh, in those early years. So I started from first-person marketing to marketing manager to chief marketing officer, uh, basically just a change of the name where, where the responsibility was just being commercially responsible. And then in four years basically we grew to uh, 50 million euros in, uh, in revenue and also like a, a growing commercially uh, department to, to about 35 to 40 people. Uh, we expanded to multiple uh, markets and, uh, and countries and after four years, it was like th- those four years were really like a roller coaster. So we needed to figure out everything and we wanted to grow really fast. And it was a lot of learning by, by trying and doing and then getting customer feedback and data points back that we could
0: optimize on. So what year and, are we what year are we on uh, now when, when you're talking?
1: Yeah, so, so in 2017, uh, that was basically the moment that we, uh, we expanded to, uh, to the United Kingdom, to Spain, to France, to, to Italy and to Germany. And, and then at a certain moment it was like a real organization, both just like from the total company perspective, but also from like the commercial organization. And at that moment in time, it really felt for me that I, I was 25 years old at the time that I really wanted to see also other industry, business models work with other people. So then I moved out of the printing industry for, for a little bit over two years. Uh, I became chief marketing officer for two other startups in the in the Netherlands, but then over time, yeah, the printing industry and also HelloPrint was still calling from me. So uh, since the end of 2019, I'm, I'm back. Sometimes I leave for a little bit of a while because still the interest in other things comes up a little bit, but I also uh, come back all the time because both the connection with HelloPrint, uh, the printing industry, but also all the friends that I made over the years at HelloPrint, that's always still still calling from me. So that's going to be the same for the upcoming years as uh, as well.
0: So your experience in the printing industry is actually from Hello Print And so you haven't been anywhere anywhere else in the printing industry.
1: Yeah. So actually during my uh, studies, I worked at like a smaller Dutch online printing company. That was, uh, I think it was about 20 people in size. Uh, and I was working on the online marketing department. So it was really small. So it was an opportunity for me to try a lot of things in email marketing and paid advertising and all the things of e-commerce and online marketing. So that was basically my first step into the, in the into the printing industry. Currently, I'm also involved with like some some other initiatives in the in the printing industry. For example, I'm connected to a photo uh, editor that really connects to uh, helping people to uh, uh, make their photo products online, which is still a difficult process with like uploading, editing, and those kind of things. So over the years, I got absorbed a little bit more into the printing industry with different things. I'm definitely going to stay there
0: okay so sounds great it's it's a great industry so uh, good to hear tell us about your role at hello Print today then
1: yeah so so currently i'm, I'm chief marketing officer and, and responsible for for growth of the of the company so that goes from paid advertising to launching new product categories to doing pricing on a european level and optimizing the website and the customer journey so like all the different dimensions that are connected to Customers, both on the uh, demand side, so customers that want to order prints, but also connected to the uh, supply side, so the producing partners that we work together with. Currently in, uh, in 13 countries in, uh, in Europe, uh, and hopefully over the next year, also expanding towards like other parts of the, of the world. So for, instance, both for product categories, launching new markets, growing them, uh, and also making sure that returning customers are happy and, and, and stay happy.
0: Sounds like a fun job. Yeah,
1: it is. So, so I'm really, uh, really happy about my job. I'm, I'm really happy about the, the, the team that I have in place as well. So uh, I think every job from a managerial position stands by the people that you have in the in the team. And I think at Haloprint, uh, at we have really talented and excellent people. That really help uh, uh, doing the job really well, but also make it really fun to, to work. And in the end, like you're spending a lot of time at work, so, so having a little bit of fun at the same time uh, uh, really helps doing it as well.
0: Okay, so um, let's take a step back. And if I don't know what HelloPrint is, what's the, if you should do the elevator pitch of HelloPrint, what, what would that be?
1: Yeah. So at HelloPrint, we basically connect uh, uh, producing uh, parties in the printing market with customers that want to order prints. So we don't have our own printing uh, facilities. Everything is uh, connected to partners that, that have their printing facilities themselves. And that basically allows us to play to the strengths of those uh, producing partners. So if we look to the European landscape, there are hundreds of, of really, really good printing facilities there that all have their own specialisms and optimizations there are tens of them in uh, in the Swedish market and instead of trying to build like our own big factory we need to do like all the optimizations ourselves yeah we were to partner with them uh, to be a bit more flexible to be uh, easier to uh, uh, scale the product assortments and make sure that we add more and more products but also that we can be closer to the customer because uh, if we would invest in like one big printing facility uh, like some companies do and probably we would base it in in Germany like uh, like everyone does but then shipping for example to the Swedish markets yeah it's something that that's taking long super expensive and and from a sustainable perspective yeah that's not the best way to do it to ship every order of flyers or business cards with a plane uh, uh, overseas so by being flexible on the production side we can play to the strengths of all the producing partners that we have uh, that we have connected and therefore we're much more flexible in developing customer propositions towards different customer segments that we're targeting.
0: So your customers are the print buyers? So who do you see as your customers?
1: Yeah, yeah so, so basically both. So we really see identify ourselves as a platform that both serves the producing partners and serves the customers. And we are basically the layer in the middle that makes sure that the connection is made in the right way. So we really believe that that's to make sure that you can offer really good product propositions to different customer segments. Both you need to produce it really, really well. Well, that's what we do together with our partners, but also the, the customer journey and the online experience and how pricing is done and how delivery times are determined and like all those different parts that make a product really appealing for customers. is also something that we be done. Uh, that's a game that that we feel we play really, really well, uh, and that we have invested in over the years to make it as easy as possible for customers to order their print products. So that middle layer are basically what we are doing and all orders that come in, we give that to the best possible party to produce that that product. And it can be in price, that can be in delivery time, in in, in product quality, or that can be in like uh, niche products that are uh, sometimes only done by by one producer. And that's basically the the role that we play in the the middle there between the customer uh, and the producing partner.
0: Is is that what you, why you started from the beginning that you saw some saw that this was missing in the market or? Yeah, good question. So so we identified
1: this already as like a big opportunity from the beginning. But as you can imagine, in the beginning, it's much harder to do this because you just have like your story to sell to producing partners. Currently, we have like millions of orders uh, generated for for all kind of producing partners. So the pitch that we make to them, it's much easier because we have proof that we have a lot of orders and that we can bring them volume and that we can bring them value and so on. So in the beginning, you basically start with very limited customers. So therefore, uh, it's really hard to make the pitch to different uh, producing partners. It was a very limited producing partners. So it's hard to extend the product range, offer more products to attract more customers. So in the beginning it's really figuring out like, hey, how does the model work to get more producing partners in, get more customers in, and how can we balance that growth out to make sure that we basically grow across both both dimensions over time. To be honest, it, it gets easier over time because to customers, uh, also when we move to a new market or to a new customer segment, we have like the, the basis of all the producing partners that we have in product categories, in qualities, in, in all the data that we have around it. But also if you want to move to expand to a new, product category the pitch that we can make to 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 producing partners in 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 Europe it's quite appealing because we know already the volume that that we have we can make quite strong projections what a new products or new category will bring and therefore we can forecast quite well what the value or the volume is that we will bring to new producing partners
0: Uh, we will uh, deep a bit more into this especially uh, for the Swedish market in, in a while but first You you mentioned it a bit where you are today, how how many countries and markets. So just briefly, where are HelloPrint today?
1: Yeah, so currently we're active in thirteen European countries. We have producing partners in twenty one countries. So we have more countries where we have producing partners in than that we are actively selling. Uh, and we offer more than 10 million unique SKUs in, 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 in products. And that goes from from flyers to printed bags to to pens to photo products to packaging products and so on. Um, so we've scaled that approach quite a lot from the from the beginning. And by doing so, we also maintained our customer happiness quite a lot over time. So actually, last couple of months, the the customer happiness and satisfaction was at an all-time high which of course is often a difficult thing when you're scaling a company and everything that you did in the beginning now needs to go 10 or 100 times uh, at scale. Uh, so that's something that we're really proud of while scaling in products and in countries and in uh, different uh, customers that we acquired, That also we maintained that customer happiness over time across the different customer segments that we are targeting
0: so you have production in more countries than you have uh, a market is that because it's can be cheaper or or better to produce somewhere else than than where you sell the product
1: yeah exactly so there are some 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 markets where it's uh, it's cheaper to produce certain uh, products for example uh, when we go towards uh, eastern europe or or turkey uh, there are also some markets that are specialized in in certain products or or specific products so they are added for that reason and of course, it's on the it's on the roadmap to also expand to those markets from a customer perspective over time. Uh, but we already wanted to onboard those producing partners because that directly adds value to the customers in the markets that we're currently solving. For example, by having for some products a little bit of a longer uh, delivery date instead of one, three or five days, seven or nine days. But being able to offer a cheaper option uh, that maybe saves you 10% or 15% as a customer when you can wait a little bit longer for your for your product.
0: A bit more about Sweden then. You, are, um, you have been entering the Swedish market for, some w- for a while now, but the last couple of months you have been uh, putting more efforts in marketing. So now you are more active and, and both customers and, and producing partners see your brand uh, all around Sweden on, in printing magazines and on a podcast like this and, and, and other places. Tell me more about the, the Swedish launch
1: yeah, so, so the, the, the website for, for Sweden is actually live since uh, the beginning of 2020. Uh, so customers could already order, but like you're, you're mentioning, uh, we're commercially actively developing the market basically since the beginning of this year uh, by putting a dedicated uh, team on it, both on the commercial marketing side as well as on the customer service side. Uh, so all customer support and help is in, uh, is in uh, local Swedish language. Uh, but also by the marketing campaigns that we're doing and like the constant work that we're putting into product optimizations and making those kind of things better. So we really believe that as HelloPrint, we're really good in like understanding how to offer products in the best possible way to customers needs. So there goes a lot of work into making sure that we offer the best flyers, business cards, booklets and those kind of things. And uh, we already know over time and learned like what, what, how we need to do that. But always in a new market, it's a game of listening to customers, uh, getting data points in, doing optimizations, and making improvements over time. So really feel confident and happy about where we currently stand in the market. Uh, we're really happy about the growth and the fit that we see with uh, with the Swedish market. So yeah, it's for sure on top of our list to to be one of the countries to invest in the most. Uh, it's a little bit uh, a, a different market compared to markets on the European mainland where we can. Make use more of producing partners in other countries, shipping from the mainland to Sweden is like more expensive, less sustainable, but also takes longer. So that puts also a lot more pressure on building uh, the local network with producing partners and making sure that we can produce more and more in uh, in Sweden and, uh, in Scandinavia that's currently on 30%. So 30% of all orders that are placed by our websites uh, are produced in Sweden itself. Uh, and that's pretty okay for for the phase where we're currently in. But the goal is to increase that as fast as possible uh, to seventy to eighty percent so that that most of the orders are produced in Sweden itself, uh, and that only for some specialized products or special paper types or finishes or uh, maybe some some products that are like in more niche and emerging categories that they come from the European mainland. Because they're just like too, too small in size to really produce in Sweden. yet, but the goal is to get up to those numbers uh, really fast in, uh, in
0: 2023. Can you see a big difference what the market expects or needs? And I mean, compared to other countries uh, when it comes to, to all the products, is there any special things uh, regarding Sweden? So, so basically we see that every
1: market in Europe is for, for 95% the same so so people order flyers and business cards and booklets uh, in every country, but of course there there are the difference on a local level and what we do see in sweden is that uh, the sustainability uh, product line is having a much better fit than in uh, in other countries so so being more eco-friendly making sure that we offer products that are good for the environment those kind of products fit better with like the local market in, in sweden so that's also something that we're investing in, in more to make sure that, that we can show from a sustainability perspective better how products are produced and what they, they bring to, to the environment. And also that we expand with more eco-friendly and sustainable products that are like higher in, in quality, can last longer and have like less effect on the, uh, on the environment
0: when it comes to you say 30% of of the orders is produced in Sweden how how fast will you what's the goal there uh, how how far can you come
1: so so we really believe that we can uh, can come really far okay. <laughs> so so the goal is to be at the end of next year around 70% and and, and basically we know and we've identified the steps that we need to uh, need to take there of course one uh, really helpful factors that in getting more customers in and getting more orders in because it will make the the, the proposition and also what we can share to swedish partners that's something that's more appealing and interesting because of more volume and we can bring more value to them so that's always uh, always helpful uh but also with like the the work that we're currently doing in the in the swedish markets uh, we have a couple of producing partners in sweden already we're talking with them how to expand and add more products from their range to to our websites uh, but we're also talking to many uh, many new Swedish producing partners, and of course those conversations take a little bit of time because we need to explain how we work, and often it's not directly right the time to uh, to start the partnership right away. Uh, but by having those conversations and and getting also more Swedish production parties on the radar and keep talking to them, we're quite confident that the seventy percent at the end of 2023 is uh, is reachable, and yeah, that will also bring like a big Step into bringing delivery costs down, but also, yeah, better effect on the environment and, and and less shipments that need to be sent by plane from the European mainland to Sweden, but can just be with the local carrier be be delivered at the customer's home.
0: So you are looking for production partners in Sweden right now, I guess. Then any the special uh, requirements on on those you are looking for right now? So we really look to this as, uh, as partnerships. So um, we don't
1: like to put really hard requirements that we say like, hey, these products need to be produced for this price and then uh, figure out a way to make it uh, doable. And otherwise, we don't want to work with you. We really like to play to the producing partner strengths. And that can be in a lot of different ways. So, so of course, it could be price that someone says like, okay, I want to have a lot of volume. I'm going to produce a little bit slower, maybe like on uh, on two days or three days or four days. Uh, and I just want as many others as possible so that it can produce as efficiently as, as possible. That's possible. The margins would be a little bit lower for those for uh, for the for that partner, which are a lot of options as well to make much more margin uh, within the offering that we have. So, for example, we have some partners on the European mainland that decides to only do really fast production. So like uh, same day production on the same day, dispatch it to the carrier so that it can be delivered next day to the customer. Uh, and they have their, their processes uh, made really efficiently to, to fit with that. And they are able to make much higher margins than parties that go more for the volume play and take like the longer um, turnaround times for the cheapest price. But also their possibilities on outstanding quality also on niche products that that basically no one else offers and therefore are uh, much more in demand with customers and and much higher margins are to be there. So there's no one framework where someone needs to fit in. We always like to talk about how producing partners see the opportunities, what they believe their strengths are and how we can connect those strengths to the offering that we already have. And then have like an open discussion together about how we can, Make that partnership less for the upcoming years and, and be both really happy about it by the combination that we choose.
0: So do, do you have any general uh, requirements on your partners then? Uh, do you need to be a, cup, a, a certain size or do you need to work in a certain way? Do you need to have uh, certifications and things like that?
1: Yeah, so, so so we have, of course, quality standards to our, to our customers. Uh, so we need to make sure that on quality, but also on, on time dispatch and delivery, we hit certain, certain standards. If that's difficult to, to reach for a certain partner, we can always extend the production time, for example. So we're not looking to squeeze it out to make sure that everything is produced as fast as possible, and then increasing the probability of mistakes. So there are possibilities to play, play with that. But of course we we're looking for partners that can handle the volume that we want to bring them. Those can be discussed. We don't have to give 100% of a product or product combination to a certain partner. But of course we'd like to start partnerships that can scale with us and, 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 over time can we can become more connected to them and they, to us. So, so there are some things that we always look towards on quality and they differ per product category, what's important there. So it starts there. quality offerings to our customers that we can do, but there are a lot, lot possible in the conversation. So. We don't exclude that many parties at the beginning and we really like to look to to like combined uh, discussion where we can see value on both sides.
0: Now we have discussed, I mean, different printing products are quite complicated. Only now we discussed quality, delivery times, environmental uh, requirements and then we have the price and you market yourself with having the lowest price on the market and you support this with with technology and uh, and also hum- human resources to make sure you have the lowest price and if you find someone else having a lower price you lower your price how how does that work compared to all those other requirements on a on a printer product i mean delivering in one day or 10 days is very different because then you can produce in different uh, locations for example and quality is is very different i mean the price for, for one quality can be very different from the price for another quality but the same product yeah. so h- how does that work yeah yeah so so
1: on the the, the best price uh, guarantee that we offer to uh to our customers we compare uh, like for like products so it needs to be a product that's like delivered to the customer on the same day and need be the same or close to the same specification so comparing a 135 GSM flyer with a 250 is, of course, not a really fair comparison. And the same like the example that you gave, one day compared to 10 day, yeah, first, it's not really the same product offering or the same service to the customer. Uh, But if we compare on those product specifications and uh, delivery times, then we match basically with with all important competitors in the market, Uh, basically for two reasons. First of all, because we believe that that should be like the offering we want to offer to our customers to make sure that they don't have like to compare the whole market themselves and then uh, buy at other parties because they're cheaper we believe that should be part of our service offering to them but it also gives some very interesting insights to ourselves so let's say that uh, we offer a certain uh, specific flyer for 150 euros and two competitors offer them for for 100 then we know something is not optimizing currently how we are we doing it so maybe we're shipping that product from the Netherlands to Sweden, with very high shipping costs that are much higher than than the production costs of the product that don't make any sense. So it also triggers us to make the right analysis on things that are not optimized so that we know like, okay, these are the things to work on. This product is super expensive to ship from the Netherlands to Sweden that should get priority to find a Swedish production partner so that we can produce it locally. So that we can match the the 100 euros and, and and make sure that we are price competitive for our customers but also learn ourselves how to be more efficient in where we should produce which product and how to how to do that
0: so the price is, i mean it's in some products it must be very hard to compete with the lowest but i mean comparing to the big online printers that uh, i mean their production facilities with thousands of people the largest offset presses; they can print lots of copies uh, on the same sheets. I mean that they can really have an effective production compared to local producers, smaller companies. I mean you can not even compare the way they produce, but you you get it all to, to work anyway.
1: Yeah, so so you can uh, imagine that for the German market is a a, a difficult one for us uh, price wise because there we compare locally with a lot of big competitors that have production facilities there with like the thousands of people and, 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 and tens of uh, machines over there. Uh, but for those, those German competitors that that are, for example, also in the Swedish market, they need to ship their products from Germany to Sweden, which is not efficient in delivery time, but it's not efficient in cost, uh, definitely not for the environment. I think they care a little bit less about that, but but that's another discussion. So in other markets in Germany, it's other It's often pretty doable to be competitive with them, for example, by making sure that for those products, we compare, we produce them in in Sweden. And and then already we have like a big saving on the shipping costs compared to, compared to them and by having all the orders on a European level on our side, we often can combine the orders quite well and also be really efficient for, for our producing partners. So even on the European mainland, uh, we can be super competitive with, with the German players, even if they have like the production on themselves and we do that together with production partners. Because by getting the volume in from different markets, we can balance that out a little bit and have really predictable order flows that we can discuss. And that makes it much more efficient for our producing partners to, to produce those products. They, they know what they can expect and what they get. And that's, of course, also a little bit uh, uh, different when you are producing yourself. So, for example, when, when COVID hit the markets in, in 2020, for, for everyone in the uh, printing industry, it was a difficult moment where volume was drying up like from, from one week to the other, basically. But we had the benefits that, that, that we were active in multiple markets. We can combine different orders. We could have like conversations with the producing partners that we had, and just try to make the puzzle in the best possible way to keep everyone as happy as possible. When you have your own production facility, it's completely different because you just have your machinery, you have your people that are working for you, you have only the volume that, that, that you have coming in via your website, there's no way to, to combine it in a different way or something. So also on that efficiency side, yeah, we have quite some benefits to, to the model. And of course, when you have your own production facility for some products that you also have big volume for uh, probably they make a little bit more margin than, than, than we do. But something that's something in the mix that we're happy to uh, to have because, like the flexibility and, and like the uh, the way of working that we can do with the producing partners is much more valuable to us than making well maybe a little bit more margin on on, on like a small set of the products that are offered.
0: Maybe you uh, even work with some of the the big uh, producers in Europe, I, I guess. Yeah. As a, exactly. as a production partner, by among many. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah. in some markets we, uh, we work together with them and uh, basically everyone is, is happy that, that we produce some orders with them uh, because they're really good at it and they want to fill their sheets anyway uh, and we can have like a cheaper cost price than uh, potentially with someone else. Yeah.
0: One last thing about pricing, I mean you say to the markets we have the lowest price and then you work with producing partners that is also active in the local market and I mean actually for them you act as a sales channel sort of and and then you say we have the lowest price. Is how do they react on that so that's
1: a that's a really good question so basically we believe where we can add value in in two different ways so we have different propositions to the consumer side or to the business sides of the people that order print. so there's hello the website that everyone can find uh, with all the different products up there and there everyone can go to the website find the products order it for, for a really good price, and get the order delivered. Next to that, we have our HelloPrint Connect proposition. Uh, that's a closed portal. People need to sign up first, then we have a call with them. We approve them if they can have access to the to the portal, and then they can order for a much cheaper price. So that's specifically focused to graphical professionals, uh, designers that have like a lot of uh, order volume, uh, print resellers that just like make a margin on, on, on buying and selling prints. And there the other prices are much, much lower than on the open websites to make sure that people that buy there can still make their margin towards the end customer, the business, the consumer that wants to use the print for themselves. So that's on that side. On the side towards the producers, what we really believe and what we've always have proven over the years is that if you are a production facility. It's a whole different game to uh, be a really good print producer and set up your print facility, like the machinery and be really efficient on that and forecast really well and all those kind of things and being also being able to sell with really efficiency, because especially in the e-commerce space that we currently are at and where every year basically the, the, the requirements to play the e-commerce game go up, like how your, your checkout needs to be evolved, what kind of marketing campaigns you need to do, what kind of experienced customers basically require to order a line Yeah, that basically goes up every year. And that's a game that we play really well. We have a solution that's kind of a white label sub solution for for producing partners that we have basically a copy of the HelloPrint website or at least like a smaller version of it that they can also use to sell their products on the websites. But still that's only a part of it because there are a lot of things around it like on, on customer service level and like on what kind of marketing tactics you do around it's it's doing e-commerce like a difficult game to play and, and we are specialized in that with over 250 people often a production facility maybe has like a small department of a few maybe five or ten people that are working on that whole part so using us basically as like the, the website that is attracting volume and customers and orders and being an efficient way to get those orders into production. Yeah, that's something that we uh, use a lot in the partnerships with uh, uh, with pro- uh, producing partners. And we often see it as much more efficient to give a discount to us to make sure that we can make a margin on the products. And then the discount is, is it's cheaper to give that discount to, to us on that part than try to get that order yourself via online marketing, uh, building the website, optimizing the website, doing customer service and everything around it.
0: So production partners can also, besides getting orders from your open website or other Connect partners, you call it Connect, uh, also have set up their own e-commerce on a white label solution.
1: Yeah, we have a white label solution that's called Print Store. We don't have any uh, Swedish print stores uh, active uh, currently, Uh, but we definitely expect to have some of them live in uh, 2023. And that's exactly for mostly print producers that also want to offer that e-commerce experience to their customers uh, they don't have the knowledge or can do the investments to build their own website and make sure that their whole product portfolio goes online on those kind of things uh, and basically they can connect to our print store white label shop solution uh, select the products that they want to offer and then often within within a month the website is is live and they can start promoting it to their to their customers.
0: So the, the offering then, it, it's many different things here. You have the open website, you have the Connect offering, which is p- professional print buyers who help to buy prints for their customers. Yep. And then you have the, the production partners. The white label solution is that separate thing, so you can use it as a production partner or, or anyone yep. else as well?
1: Yeah, so, so it's uh, uh, after 10 years of HelloPrint, it's uh, it's a handful of uh, propositions that we offer to the market. Uh, but like you said, it's it's HelloPrint for basically everyone that just wants to order a product online or for big product range. Then there's HelloPrint Connect, that's for graphical professionals and print resellers that are selling themselves to end customers and want to make a margin in between. Then there's HelloPrint Join, which is basically the join program for producing partners to join us on the supply side and the producing uh, side. Uh, Hello Print, Print Store uh, is the, the solution where you can uh, have your own white label uh, shop. And we have an API solution for like really big partners that are often uh, uh, international, where they can via an API, uh, uh, fill in their orders automatically, and we produce them like in the best possible situation. And that's often used by by very big international companies that that might want to have some orders in Sweden and in Portugal and in Greece and in other markets and so on.
0: Okay, can that API be used also by very niche players like for someone uh, maybe selling only one product for it's, it's a poster, for example, uh, yeah. but to many different markets?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, so uh, of course, an API connection for a customer uh, requires some technical time to to implement it. Uh, so, of course, the potential for that partner for that customer should be big enough to make that, that time allocation to to work together with the API. It's not th- something too complicated, but it always takes like one to two weeks, maybe. So so uh, we always want to start the conversation if there's enough potential for that customer to make use of the API. Uh, but that could definitely be a really interesting use case that that someone is offering one or a few products, uh, but want to make use of a big product portfolio to next to, let's say, flyers, posters and folded leaflets, also offer sign-in products. And uh, corporate gifts and photo products and and so
0: on. You're also not only looking for print partners. Then you're also looking for clients on all those different uh, products in Sweden right now. I guess for for the connect uh, the professional buyers uh, is one example.
1: Yeah. So basically, the 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 benefit and what also makes it fun, at least from my perspective, about our business model is that basically everyone who's who's working with prints can be a customer or a partner with any of the solutions that we have. So we really see ourselves as like the the middleware that are in the market to make everything run more smoothly from from ordering prints to producing prints. So print resellers is definitely a a big segment that we also see in other markets that are often still a pretty big part of the market is used by, by print resellers that maybe do some design work for their customers or they just offer like savings to customers that already order print and like play that that role in between. So the Hello Print Connect proposition is uh, is relatively big in uh, in other markets in Europe. In Sweden, we we just started it, so it's still growing. But our expectation is that this will also grow really fast in uh, in Sweden because it's quite a strong offer to the print resellers to have print for a cheaper price and still being able to make a margin to their end customers uh, and 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 stay in business and become more profitable by doing that.
0: I guess it's important for you because it will bring in volumes to the platform. I mean,
1: it must be important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the whole game by by making sure that that like we have lower prices for, for example, those print resellers, but they can bring in a lot of volume. It makes the conversation easier to local production partners in Sweden to say like, Hey, we have this number of orders. Do you want to produce it? Then we build more local uh, producers in Sweden and then also the proposition on all Sides of customers is improving from there
0: okay any requirements to be a a connect customer or, or user any yeah. volume requirements or any
1: yeah so so uh ideally someone orders it uh, at least a couple times per, per month uh pre- previously we had that as a requirement when someone was signing up and we would approve them or not uh, currently everyone that that orders print for other customers that are not their own business can be approved and then we check in the after a couple of months if, if the volume is still in, in, in line with what we expected. Uh, if not, then we start a conversation, what's going on, if you can help in different ways and so on. And then when it's time too low, then we need to have like a conversation over time to say like, hey, maybe it's a better place that you go ordering on just like the open website because we don't see volume on par. But it's really hard to to predict the volume in the beginning. So, for now, for all the graphical professionals, uh, design agencies uh, print resellers, if we can 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 see like on their email address and on their website that they are serving end customers and are reselling prints, uh, then we allow them to the platform and just we try to work together with them over time to make sure that we can help them also to reach those uh, those volumes.
0: Let's talk about trends in the market, both for, I mean, in market uh, in print and in general, and also trends at Hello Print. Uh, maybe new products coming up, maybe. I mean, what will be the next couple of years focus on at your uh, company? But let's start in the the industry. What what trends do you see in in the printing industry or in print that affects the industry and, and your company?
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about how uh, sustainability and and eco-friendly. Uh, we see that as like a more important thing currently for Swedish customers than uh, than in other markets in Europe. I'm one hundred percent sure that 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 European markets will follow because that that that's the way to go in the next ten years. And everything we need as like as a society and like as a community in the whole world and especially in the developed world, we need to make things more sustainable, more eco-friendly and so on. So, and 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 there are multiple things to that. Production needs to be more sustainable. Also shipping needs to be more sustainable. I, I can't imagine that like in five to 10 years from now, we find it normal that we produce something in Sweden or Poland or Southern Europe. And then we send it to Sweden because like the, the, the effect on the environment is like so huge by doing those kind of uh, things. So the movement towards more sustainability in the whole world but also in the printing market that will be a very big one in the in the world and I think connected to that is that if we if we look to uh, current product categories paper print and sinus print is at the moment still uh, the two biggest categories at, uh, at hello print we really expect that on the market level but also for for our own business at hello print, that all the categories will will grow way way faster over time also be connected to the sustainability um, trend but Corporate gifts, uh, textile and clothing, uh, photo products like those products that last longer and can be used longer by, by wearing a hoodie with a logo on it, with with pens that you can use to write for a year, with with photo products that you put on the wall for for a year or even longer. Yeah, often there the duration that 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 they are useful and add value to customers is much longer than. Posters or flyers that are basically like for short campaigns, a lot of paper is used. So we don't per se think that 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 flyers and posters and business cards and all the paper print will will decline at really rapid rates. But more that all the other categories will emerge and and like like grow really really fast in the upcoming years. So that shift to corporate gifts, photo products, textile and clothing, packaging kind of products. Yeah, we really believe that that will take on in the in the upcoming years
0: follow-up question on on the packaging side. What kind of packaging do you do today? I mean packaging industry is is very, I mean, it's a huge industry and it's for everything from a package f- filled with milk to special gift packaging in in small numbers. Where, where are you there in in this market today?
1: Yeah, good question. And to be honest, uh, uh, we're not as far developed on that category as we as we would like to. So in the end, for every category to develop it, Every company, uh, and especially HelloPrint, needs to understand really, really well what are the use cases that are using this uh, uh, category, and what are the customer segments that are interested in this category. And from there, uh, developing the different products, the different options, the delivery times, the the pricing models, and everything. And packaging category is like a a, a difficult one, and therefore also one with maybe the biggest opportunity, like in the upcoming opening five years. because historically it's been quite underdeveloped compared to commercial print and sinus print and like those kind of categories so there's a lot of work to do for us as well i think where we currently stand is that we have our basis product range there it's in place it's it's pretty okay it's far from where it needs to be in a year or two years from now with like more products that are tailored to use cases customer segments a lot of optimizations done also in how to make it easier to order those products Um, on a flyer that's like piece of paper that's 2d it's relatively easy for a customer to understand like hey this is going to be the front and this is going to be the back with packaging with like all the different sides uh, it's much more important to create 3d models how people can see like how their design is going to be on that it's easy to make a mistake on packaging that you expect like certain design to be on the left side and then in the end it's going to be at the bottom because you just made it a little bit wrong so there are a lot of things to think about we have the basis in place, but there's there's a lot to do there and we and we investing heavily in that in the in the upcoming two years. Uh,
0: before we, we get to the end, I'm think I think a lot about what's coming up in general in in the society and regards to economics and, and running a company. Right now we are most probably entering a recession. How do you think that will affect print as a medium and, and your company? How do you plan yeah, for this? You-
1: yeah this is a very interesting uh topic always as well and and of course like the the easy thing to say is that there will be a little bit more pressure on, on on prices i think that's always the case already in the printing industry where people can compare products and price is always an important factor so it will be a little bit more important but but it will always be and always stay important so so that's a little bit too easy answer i think it would really accelerate the uh, movement towards more durable products so uh because you don't want to buy a banner every three months and and and, and then replace it and have new costs but also go again to the ordering process i talk to a lot of people in the market as well and, and what i sense currently is that they they think more thoroughly about their design on the banner. they think more thoroughly about the material of the banner and they're more planning to add like one banner a year that is like a design that fits better with like the whole year uh, and the material that's much more durable and sustainable and, and, and higher quality than that. I think that's what we will see much more often to make sure that the movement towards higher quality and higher durable products will happen over time. And the same with with pens like the, the, the budget pens that, that that are probably used a couple of times and then they break down but they're cheap and produced like in Poland or maybe like in the in the far east yeah I think that will be like a movement that that people like to pay maybe a little bit more for a pen uh, but know that it will last way longer and that's much more like an investment and durable payments than, than, than when you need to buy all over again all the time
0: so for me, that sounds like a very good thing, both for making the printing industry last for long. It needs to go this way. And uh, I mean, from a sustainable point of view, and if an economic recession drives that the same thing forward, that's that would be a good thing then.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. I think uh, uh, you often see with recessions that they don't really start new trends, but they accelerate existing trends a lot. And And, and I really expect that we can win a couple of years in uh, in this uh, trends that that normally when economy was still flying and, and was a lot of money in the markets then probably it would take a couple of years longer before starting really that durable and sustainable movements and i think now it's going to accelerate it a, a, a little bit so i think that's really good for the world in the whole uh, but also for for the printing industry because altogether we need to move here to make sure that we stay relevant not only in five years from now, but also in 20 years and in 30 years and in 40 years from now. So I think it's a good thing that it's uh, that's happening. And uh, as HelloPrint, of course, because we are so flexible with the business model, we see a lot of these trends happening quite early, both on the producing side as well as on the customer side. Uh, so we're always really looking forward to to have those discussions with like our producing partners as well, to advise them and help them in like the steps that they can take to also fit uh, in the market in a couple of years from now, and also stay relevant in in like a changing market.
0: So, if someone wants to know more about Hello Print, uh, you will actually be uh, in Sweden in a couple of weeks on November 24. It's a month to go. Uh, it's a big event called Print Next, and Branschkolleg is actually involved in a co-host on for this event print next on November 24 and you will be there as a speaker among many others great speakers so uh, what what to expect if you uh, if you get there
1: yeah so I'm really looking forward to this so so I and and what I do expect is like a really really fun day with like a lot of learnings I'm really looking forward to all the conversations and discussions and to, to to learn more about the markets and learn more about the people that are there I'm planning also a lot of time free around my own presentations and just be able there to, to to talk to people and to understand. And with HelloPrint, we are like in the unique position that that basically we're like the middleware in the printing market, so we can 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 work and add value to everyone. So every individual conversation is probably going to be an interesting one to understand more about someone's unique perspective and how we can help with that and how we can be le- connected and those kind of things. So we're going with with quite a, a, a extensive group of uh, people from Hellopint i think about 6 or 6 or 7 and i am but we all are really looking forward to all the conversations and discussions and like understand how we can 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 help and add value and and, and develop the swedish market
0: yeah it sounds great and we are very happy to have you there as a speaker as well and and looking forward for you sharing more knowledge about uh, i mean the industry and and what you have learned during your launch in in Sweden and and during your build up of, of your company, so that that will be very fun. So, anything else you uh, want to address before we say goodbye? Anything you think that I missed or that you want to add?
1: No, thank you for all the uh, for all the questions and like uh, how you how you managed to uh, make it a really natural conversation. It was really fun to uh, to do this together with you and. Um, no, I think I was able to explain everything that I that I wanted to do, and hopefully I could give like a good picture about what we're doing at HelloPrint and how we can can connect to the Swedish markets in in many many ways. And just maybe to the listeners, if there are like any any questions, feel free to to look me up at the at the event in Stockholm uh, and start a conversation because in that way we can discuss and learn from each other, and, and and that's always something I'm really looking forward.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Then we say thank you very much and. Uh looking forward to meet you in uh, in real life in a couple of weeks then thank you so much like I said it was a lot of fun and uh, really looking forward to uh,
1: to meet you in person shake hands and uh, maybe have a beer at the end of the day uh, sounds good perfect
0: thank you very much thank you so much